Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're talking sales. Today, we're talking sales skills. And I'm going to share with you five skills your sales team must learn. And I'm betting, I'm just going out on a limb and making a bet that your sales team does not have these skills. And if they do, they do so out of uh, a lack of understanding of how these skills work and how these skills help them close more deals. I mean, even a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. So what's the problem that we have to solve? What's the challenge that we're facing as sales professionals? Well, the inherent problem with professional sales is the knowledge gap. Now, get this. I was giving a speech in uh, Louisiana years ago, and I heard the speaker that was on stage before me share the following information, and it stuck with me all these years. But this speaker said, expertise requires the accumulation of 50,000 units of knowledge. And you can call this unit whatever you want. The name is irrelevant. But he said it requires 50,000 units of knowledge to be a true expert at anything. He said the problem occurs when people reach 10,000 units of knowledge and believe they know the subject at a high level while being utterly unaware of the remaining 40,000 units of knowledge. Hmm. So they, they achieve 10,000 units and think they are an expert. At the same time, they don't even know the other 40,000 units exist. Can you see the problem from a sales perspective? The 40,000 unit deficit is routine. It's common in the field of sales. And this reality is the sales skills gap. I call it the SSG, the sales skills gap. And it's a significant challenge facing most sales teams today. They simply do not know what they do not know. And here's what's more significant. Companies do not even seek to resolve the SSG, the sales skills gap, because they too are entirely unaware of its existence. So I'm going to share with you today five of the most common skills that comprise a much, much larger ecosystem of unawareness in professional sales. I mean, you know the common drill. You take someone who is outgoing, friendly, and you think, hmm, she will make a great salesperson. So you give them the title and you say, go out and sell. And some of these people really have the natural talent to be a great salesperson, but they just don't have the skills. And people can scratch out success and they can scratch out sales and they can close deals, 
but they don't know what they don't know. They don't know that there's a way to leverage or level up their abilities with some specific skills. And the ones I'm going to share with you today are just five. There are many, many skills that are, I think, well, hidden from people in the profession. They just don't know. So I teach sales professionals to uncover these gaps and treat them as learning opportunities, not signs of weakness. You know, for some people, it's really hard to admit that they don't know something and it prevents them from learning something. Because successful sales innovation rests on the assumption that you have a high quality understanding of the problem. And this reality uncovers a flaw in that assumption that will help you find a sales solution. And get this, many, many sales reps find they cannot explain the workings of skills they think they understand when put to the test. When I ask, why do you do it that way? They, they can't answer the question. They don't know why they do it that way. Maybe they've found success in the past, but there's no working knowledge of why they do what they do. And there are gaps in this knowledge. Remember the SSG and instances where they are clueless as to their ignorance. Ignorance is not a bad word. We treat it as a bad word, but ignorance means we just don't know any better. So listen to these five. If you're, if you're listening to this podcast, pause and take notes because I want you to get these five. This is the gift that I'm giving you. Organizations pay me for these, but because you're a loyal fan, I'm going to give you these five. And remember, there's many more. These are merely five that I find common. So the first sales skill that I find missing in many sales teams is discovery. The skill of discovery. And struggling sales reps believe discovery is a passive, organic action that occurs in brief bursts during the buying journey. They do not know that there are skills, techniques to enhance discovering what the buyer wants, discovering what the buyer needs, and probably most importantly, discovering the emotions behind the desire to purchase. There are active skills that dig deep into psychology, into the psychological journey of a typical buyer. Remember, buying is most often based on emotion rather than rationalization. And these struggling sales reps do not know how to leverage this information to understand, to accelerate, and to close more deals. And I teach a really simple process. Now, it's simple to ideate. It's simple to say. It's a little bit harder to do, and you have to practice. I get sales teams to practice discovery. But I teach a process of alternating between calibrated questions. These are very specific questions and specific labels to get the buyer to disclose more information and build buyer trust that allows them to commit to making a purchase. And most often when I put people in a learning cell to practice these skills for discovery, they revert to the practice of showing up and throwing up. 
It's easier to talk about yourself and what you know than it is to stay in discovery long enough to really discern what the buyer wants, needs, and the emotional reason behind the purchase. And I'll give you a really simple example. Maybe someone is driven to find a solution because their boss is on them about recent outcomes. So if if you don't get to that, if you don't get to that emotion, you don't know the sense of urgency that the person has. And if you do know that emotion, that fear or that judgment, then you can use it like a lever to help the person make the decision to purchase sooner rather than later. Because remember, the competition in sales is often the status quo, doing nothing. So your sales skill, number one, is discovery. Ask your people, what is your process of discovery? And if they look at you like you have three noses on your face, you know that they don't know. They don't have this skill. They're organically meeting with people and hoping a purchase occurs. One CEO that I'm coaching, he, uh, he said he had a sales rep work for him for a long period of time and was not closing any deals. He was spending a lot of money, but he never closed a deal. He didn't know how to do proper discovery is my guess. And if he did do it, he didn't know how to leverage it. So sales skill number one is discovery. Sales skill number two is prospecting. Prospecting is a skill. It is an important skill. It is probably the most important skill for a sales rep to have, because if you don't prospect, you don't find leads. And if you don't find leads, you don't have the opportunity to close deals. So what is prospecting? What is the prospecting skill? Well, many sales reps are scattered and lack focus during prospecting if they do it at all. And listen to this. Many sales reps avoid prospecting because it is difficult and it involves rejection by a potential buyer. And if they do do prospecting, I call what they do organic prospecting. Organic prospecting is common. So they are active on social media. They attend events and hope for an occasional lead from marketing. Listen to what they are not. They are not true hunters, killers as sales reps. They lack segmentation skills. I'm going to give you that one later. That provide focus and a target-rich environment for success. You see, they're selling smart and then there's working hard. If you're in a target-rich environment, if you know how to prospect in a target-rich environment, it gives you an edge because it allows you to discern amongst buyers. Because struggling sales rep, well, that sales rep believes anyone with money is a potentially good prospect for their time. That means they try to sell to anyone. They are very diluted when it comes to the targets that they seek. And this belief dilutes effort, and most importantly, it dilutes precious time that gets wasted on the wrong people. So here's another acronym for you. I call it the ICP, 
the ideal client profile. And this is a prospecting skill that I teach. It is essential as a prospecting tool to target profitable business opportunities. If your salespeople cannot tell you what an ICP is, what an ideal client profile is, they probably lack prospecting skills. So remember, I'm giving you five today on this podcast. You have discovery as a skill. You have prospecting as a skill. The third skill that I want you to discover today is pipelining. Ask your sales rep what pipelining is. If they give you a funny look, well, you know. So pipelining. When asked, many sales reps cannot dollarize their pipeline. They don't know how much is in the pipe. And most lack sophistication and rely on a hodgepodge of tools to track deals. I've seen everything from yellow legal pads to uh, you know, to a, a an Excel spreadsheet and anything in between. They have a hodgepodge of tools that they've worked because they know they need to work it somehow. But they don't really know how to maximize this skill. And if they do have a CRM platform, And by the way, if they don't know what a CRM platform is, they're probably in the wrong role. If they do have a CRM platform, they either do not know how to use it or worse, they enter the minimum amount of information to satisfy the boss. In other words, they're not using the tool. They don't have the skills to use the tool. It would be like putting a spray gun in the hand of a novice. There's a skill to spray painting. If they don't know how to use it, they're not going to maximize it. And get this, companies rarely, rarely murder board pipelines during occasional or ineffective sales meetings. And murder boarding is a term that sales pros use to really, really deconstruct the pipeline to understand a likelihood of closing or not closing deals in the pipe. And a clearly articulated sales funnel with financial confidence is the exception rather than the rule. And it goes even deeper. Statistical probabilities based on historical data are extremely rare. And the variability of each customer creates a misconception about the inconsistencies or even the consistencies in buying patterns or sales cycles. In other words, they don't know how to look at their data to see what are, what are the things that I'm seeing that are consistent or what's inconsistent. And because of this, they miss market patterns and lose sales opportunities or the opportunity to move more favorable deals closer to ink. You want to get them to ink, whether it's literal ink or in today's world, digital ink. Ink on the contract. So I've given you three. I've given you discovery as a skill. I've given you prospecting as a skill. Now I'm going to give you pipelining or I've given you pipelining as a skill. Now I'm going to give you skill number four. Skill number four is sales forecasting. And I know you might say, John, my company forecasts. We have sales forecasts. We're required to do sales forecasts. Let me give you some anecdotal truth. Forecasting is more common in larger businesses. However, 
small to medium-sized businesses struggle with sales forecasting. They don't forecast sales very well at all. And a well-constructed pipeline gives sales reps confidence that future sales are imminent based on deal velocity and past sales cycle calculations. So the skill that I recommend, I teach sales reps to use a 90-day sales forecast as the maximum confidence interval for individual sales reps due to the lower confidence in early stage pipeline deals. And you say, why 90 days? Some sales cycles are larger, and they are. But the farther you go past 90 days, the more you experience what I call the cone of uncertainty. The farther you move away from a point, the more uncertain reality is going to be. And 90 days is also the product of the 30-day rule. Ask your sales reps what the 30-day rule is in sales. And if they can't give you some variation of this answer, you likely have a sales skills gap. The work you do in the current 30 days will impact your sales for the next 90 days. And here's a hard truth. Smaller firm CEOs are less likely to even require sales forecasting. And because of that, so many sales reps never learned the skill at the most basic of levels. It's a basic skill that so many sales reps just do not know. And if they do not know it, they don't use it to help business leaders understand what's coming in the next 90 days. So you've received discovery as a skill, prospecting as a skill, pipelining as a skill, and sales forecasting as a skill. Here's number five. Remember, these are the most common sales skills gaps, SSGs that I see. So number five is the skill of segmenting prospects. And why is that important? Why is it important to segment? Why can't all prospects be created equal? Well, the reason segmenting is important, especially if business is going well for your company, is because time is the primary resource for sales reps. And just because all money is green, it does not mean all prospects are created equal. When business is good, sales reps must segment prospects into different categories. And this action, this segmentation may mean you should turn down some business altogether. That's right. You might need to say no to some business. This allows you to allocate time to serve the top customers and limit time with less profitable customers. If you ask your sales reps, are all, are all customers created equal? If they say yes, you know they lack segmentation skills. And what I want you to think about is they waste time on low profit prospects and it restricts the sales reps ability to seek, to qualify, and to help those customers who will move quickly and easily through the pipeline. So I teach four, four segments for prospects. And it's not complicated. It's just a skill. But I bet your people don't know this. The four segments that I teach are A, B, C, and D. 
In other words, A prospects, B prospects, C prospects, and D prospects. And you could call them levels, A-level prospects, B-level prospects, C-level prospects, or D-level prospects. And when business is good, when business is doing well, 90% of a sales rep's time should be on A and B prospects. And this changes, of course, when business slows or if economic conditions necessitate revenue as the priority. In other words, if your business slows down and you just need to get some business, you need to keep your people busy, you need to keep your plant running, then, of course, you move into lower level prospects. You bring on the C prospects. And you stick with the A, B, and C until it becomes absolutely necessary to include a D prospect. They're the final resort. They're the last uh, last prospect that you ever want to consider in your pipeline. So I hope you can see that these five skills are not complicated, but they are part of a more complex process. And I'm going to give you an example. The casual baseball fan may not know or even see the complex number of skills required to turn a double play in baseball. Whether that's a 4-6-3 double play or a 6-4-3 double play, they don't know that there are a complex set of skills required to do that, especially at game speed. And experienced baseball players and coaches know they know that many different sub-skills like the ball flip, how to use their footwork, the angle that they use to approach the base, I call it base approach angle, all these things are executed in harmony to make a complex play look simple to the casual observer. Well, guess what? Professional sales are no different. Casual observers see simplicity in sales when true professionals know differently. High-performing sales pros, they build skills over time with practice and failure. And incremental improvements in skills like leaving a voicemail or overcoming objections, these are things that you build skills with over time or you learn and practice in a controlled environment. So. Solving the sales skills gap, the SSG, is an approach to making sales teams perform better and close more deals. Here's the hard truth. Non-salespeople think selling is easy. And sadly, sadly, too many business owners and executives do not realize the SSG, the sales skills gap, exists. They do not know they have a problem, so they do not address it as part of the business. They are not aware of the SSG, so it is not even a factor in hiring. They don't know what questions to ask. And the only way, the only way to see the impact of the SSG is the results. The sales rep is closing deals or not. So I hope you've enjoyed these five 
peeks at skills that sales reps likely don't know. I am betting, I am betting that many sales reps and sales managers and CEOs and business owners listening to this podcast right now are finding that maybe, just maybe, I don't know as much as I think I know. Maybe there is more for me to learn. Maybe there is more for my sales team to learn in order to be more effective at this job. This podcast is for those sales reps who are crazy enough to admit they still need to learn more. They need to sharpen the ax. They need to get better. And if you're in professional sales, I want you to share this podcast with people that may need this help. If you're a sales manager, share this with your sales reps. If you're a business owner, share this with your sales team. This is a peek behind the curtain of what makes true hunters successful. They have the skills. They've honed these skills. In some cases, they've perfected these skills to be what I call a one percenter. The one percenters are the sales reps that are truly phenomenal at this profession. They're really, really good at this. Think of them like the professional athletes in the world of sales. So if this was helpful to you, subscribe to this podcast, share it on all your social media platforms. I want you to know that you can reach me if you have a Well, if you have a question about this podcast, you can go to www.johngrubs.com and you can leave me a message. You can download more free information. You can even join my tribe. I have a tribe, a place on my website for for private content, for uh, what I call premium content. I I upload, I I download, I, I give a lot of information to my premium membership uh, crowd. And I, and I also want those people to know that they can interact with me on a very personal level. So if you want more about sales, go to www.johngrubs.com. You can even have a free leadership book just for going. You can have a book that sells to others on Amazon. You can have it for free. You can download it for free at www.johngrubs.com. This podcast is for crazy people, people crazy enough to win. Until next time.